Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Emotional Badass, Where Moxie Meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist, and on today's episode, we are seeking inspiration everywhere as a mindfulness strategy to combat anxiety and depression. Many highly sensitive people and empaths have PTSD-like symptoms, and that makes us hypervigilant. It makes us scan our world for potential hurts, potential threats, and how to be safe. That keeps us in a survival mode instead of a living mode. So today's episode and technique is about helping your body, mind, soul shift from survival to living. Do you remember the childhood game, I Spy? It's simple, right? I spy something green. And it, it's your job to look in your world and look for the green things and try to pick what I'm thinking of. So you might say the green grass or that person's green shirt. And you go through all the green things until you guess what I spy. As soon as we hear someone say, I spy something red, the red things around us pop out. When we're doing I spy in a hypervigilant state, we're playing I spy with scary things. Or we're playing I spy with protector things, meaning someone with post-traumatic stress-like symptoms may sit in a room and put their back against the wall so that no one can ever get behind them. They may look and see that there's a pen on the table so that if someone attacks them, they can pick up the pen and use it as a weapon. It keeps our system exhausted. It keeps us growing into adrenal fatigue that has us exhausted. Mindfulness brings awareness that gives us the space to make some changes with our own process, to shape how we process our worlds actively, Versus slipping into some powerlessness. We can feel very powerless in these post-traumatic stress symptoms in our hypervigilance. We can feel like, well, that's just how I am. Or that's the best way to be safe. But it's not a great way to live. Now, our ancestors living in caves, they didn't have the luxury or the knowledge to enact personal power to shape their happiness and their contentment. Because they did live with more danger in their lives. We do have this luxury, even if we're working very hard, even if we're going to school, even if we're parenting, we have a luxury of more choice than any other time in our lives, any other time in history. So I want to invite you into my process of just kind of a day in the life and how I use iSpy to help keep my mindset programmed in a way that is healthy and uplifting. 
The name of this episode is Seeking Inspiration. I looked up the word inspiration for all of us. As a noun, it's the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. It's the quality of being inspired, especially when evident in something. It's a sudden, brilliant, creative, or timely idea. It's a person or a thing that inspires. So I'm going to walk you through how I walk my neighborhood. Now, I say it a lot. I love Denver. I moved here to be able to walk, to get out of the car, and to be more present in mind, body, and in my world, and to be able to get more natural exercise for part of my well-being. I have always been a city gal. I love the city. I love the way that my introverted self can both be surrounded by people and also very alone and hidden walking through the city. So these are my inspirations from a recent walk through my neighborhood. This is insight into my internal thoughts and process. I walked around and I could see all of the historic homes, the old architecture, And I stood there looking at it for a minute. It it inspires me. The beauty of the intricacies, the architecture of the homes and the businesses, it reminds me of how beautiful it is that we're all different. We all have a different aesthetic. We all have a different desire. We are all drawn to different things. So as much as we have sameness in this human tribe, we have such beautiful and delightful difference. And when I look at these very old homes, I think, wow, if this house can stand for 120 years, I can do a whole lot of standing. It's been cold lately. So when I walk the neighborhood with my southern self, I am often bundled from head to toe like I'm about to embark on an Arctic expedition. And often in Denver, I will see someone while I'm in my frozenness, I will see someone run past me on a little jog in shorts and a tank top. It always makes me chuckle. I choose to believe that this is the universe reminding me that everything is relative. What's cold and freezing for me is totally comfortable for some of these northerners that are down here in Colorado. This gives me comfort, just knowing that everything is relative and I can take care of the things that I feel and other people can take care of the things that they feel. Helps me take care of myself around that helper, helping codependency line. I saw someone walk out of a restaurant and hand a box of leftovers to a homeless man on the street. Immediately, I thought the news misses so much of what is good about humans day in and day out. It's these these little moments, these non-big stories, these not-a-headline stories. These are the important little moments. These are the fabric that weaves carrying people together, that shows so quietly and without fanfare our humanity. I felt really blessed to be able to witness that giving and that receiving and the simplicity of it right there in front of me. I grabbed breakfast at a diner and I saw a young couple do the same. For most of their meal, they extended hands to each other as if they didn't want to break connection I was reminded and inspired that young love, people being open to vulnerability and connection, it is alive and well. That felt warm and human and alive to me. 
walking my dog who has been quite the little beast to get manageable on a leash. And he's been having more and more moments of not lunging at passersby, not jerking like a fish on a hook to go say hello to another doggo. And he's successfully saying quick Heidi hellos, sniff and goes to people and to other animals as we walk. And it fills me with a warmth because I have to sit there and reflect in that moment and know very deeply in all the cells of my being that all the moments that I felt exhausted with him, that I felt desperate and powerless and guilty when I'd watch him lunge at somebody and they'd recoil back. I know he's not dangerous, but they don't know. And having to face my own uncomfortableness with not being able to control. So many of our issues are just what we don't control, right? And that all this hard work, this consistency, this, these training classes I've brought him to, this school once a week, I've really dedicated to give him what he needs, which is also me giving me what I need. That in all the moments of, oh my gosh, are we just never going to get there? This is pointless. Why am I doing this? Am I spinning my wheels or is this really helpful to have the moments unfold in front of me on a walk? Such a confirmation, such a validation that hard work pays off. We will reap the rewards of our hard work and our dedication. And it's okay that we might not be able to hold on to that belief when we are going through and when it's tough. We can keep doing what we know is right and it will pay off if we do the next right thing. So that's just a little insight into how I might process on any given day, on any given walk. And I know in your worlds, your, your worlds, your lives are as similar to me as they are different. Your walks through life may be vastly different, but I know that you can retrain your brain to bring more lightness, more happiness, more peace, more inspiration just by playing I spy with what's good, with what's beautiful, and with what's delightfully human. Thank you listeners for these beautiful five-star reviews. If you haven't given us a review yet, please jump on iTunes. It is very, very helpful to this back-end business side of the podcasting. It helps the show be put in front of more and more people so that more and more HSPs can figure out that their high sensitivity is a gift and not a burden. Thank you, Deanna Marie 1016. I'm so glad you found us. I'm glad to know you're in the HSP Empath Tribe. I'm working hard to keep those episodes. My producer, Chris, is cracking the whip on me keeping the episodes short. And they work for your life, and we're trying to honor that. I want to thank Brian Norlean. I'm happy that you can relate and you find a place here in our HSP tribe. Thank you for your review. Texas Gala, I think that's what that says. You are so, so welcome for those aha moments. I'm so happy to help you have more ahas. Melissa Shirts, yes, ma'am. I have been on both sides of the therapy chair and I'm hoping that the show is offering wisdom to people on both sides of that therapy chair listen for an upcoming episode therapist on what you need to do to work with integrity with highly sensitive people thank you Melissa for your review 
Landy92 with lots of whys. I'm glad that I'm helping you with your overthinking and your people pleasing. When we can take great care of ourselves, that people pleasing, it falls into balance. I'm glad you're out there listening. Thank you all for these five-star reviews. It really is helpful. Please keep them coming. I will share more shout outs on future episodes. Keep taking care of yourselves. We together are emotional badass where Moxie meets mindful. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>